Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there, what is going on? This is Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. I hope you are keeping well and safe and welcome to another episode. It is Saturday, of course, so that you know what that means. It means you're going to get your weekly dose of all the Star Wars goodness from me and my co-host, Mr. Mark, who I'll bring on shortly. But before we get to, to all of that stuff, uh, I hope you listened to last week where there was a really cool uh, episode that Mark put out. I wasn't here, unfortunately, so thank you for, uh, for flying solo on that one buddy but uh yeah mark put out a really good episode where he dropped his thoughts on mace windu and how we shouldn't necessarily bring everybody back who's dead or perceived to be dead in star wars let's just just don't make up old graves right just let things lie just uh, don't do it so if you haven't listened to that one yet go back and check out that episode it's very very cool and uh, yeah we might as well bring him on now so it's uh it's my co-host we've uh, we've been away for a week or two doing solo stuff so here he is it's the it's the works with the looks, Mr. Mark. How you doing, dude? Been doing solo stuff. Stuff. This is what this. You're not. We're not wham. Oh, he says we're not. Well, actually, because it's. Cl- yeah. I mean, who would be George Michael, the good-looking one, and who would be the other one? Well, I'd be the other one. I'll take that one because nah. I'm not the good-looking one anyway. So, I think you've yeah. got the looks. I've got mm. the um, talent, and together we are. <laughs> Wham. Oh, here we go. Here but we, we go. could just have a bit of both. How about that? No? All right, then. Oh, that's boring, though, isn't it? Who wants that? Who are you? Bit of both. Forgettable. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Opens up more opportunity, though. More conversation. Well, well, what, what bits are you? Well, let's sit down and have a cup of tea and talk about it. You're the best. As opposed Turn the music to... off. Yeah. Don't turn anyway. it off till. Let it. How you been, man? All I've right. been all right, thanks, yeah. Got a new microphone, does it sound better? It sounds beautiful. Does it, though? Yes. Yep. Does it? Yeah. Mm. What's wrong, mate? You sound a bit down. What's up? No, no, I'm up. I'm dry. This is dry. <laughs> you, know, you don't drop that amount of money on a mic and then you're like, oh, does it? Mm. Oh, yeah, whatever. I'm trying to get over, you know, I, I want it to, to, to get the inflections over in my voice, you know, if I, if I talk <laughs> a little bit like this. Um... <laughs> It's pretty good. But uh, I enjoyed doing the solo last week, mate. Thanks for letting me do that. And uh, you were off, weren't you? Gallivanting. Gallivanting. Yeah, that's my usual. That's what I like to do when I'm not recording a podcast, is to gallivant. Embark on some capers. There it is. A bit of tomfoolery. Mate. Oh, cavorting. Good, 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 good. Um <laughs> But it's been all right this week, mate. I don't think I've done too much Star Wars, apart from just carry on reading that uh, Fallen Star. Nearly finished that one. And uh, what about you? Done much? How's the how's the Star Wars? The week in Star Wars been? We should do that, like a, uh, this week in Star Wars. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. All right. No. Because then we'd be like the majority of all the other Star Wars podcasts who do that very seriously. That's almost like a very sort of shuffle the papers, the yeah. news jingle in the background I was literally just going to make that sound <laughs> and then you'd hear like on a Saturday afternoon Queen of the South one Motherwell zero <laughs> yeah jump yeah, <remember> that yeah <laughs> score draw no score draw and you're like have I won the have I won the pools then or what like how does the pools even work like but mm. have I won it or not because everyone I know seems to have won the fucking pools but I yet have yet to win the freaking pools like and all you're getting is, like I said, it's like Celtic three, Dunfermline zero. <laughs> what a yeah. raw deal, man! Welcome to yeah. the '80s. What a nostalgic flashback. Although I remember the uh, the voiceover being a little bit more sort of upper class, southern. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. didn't quite have the lovely sort of northern comforting tones. Yeah, yeah. it's more like, and that's why it's not on air anymore. 
Well, exactly. Yeah. Bullseye never got cancelled, did it? Exactly. Yeah, good. What have you been doing then? Uh, getting back to that, yeah, what I've been doing. Uh, easy one, really. Nothing, dude. I've not done anything Star Wars for a couple of weeks. The only thing I've been doing is very slowly dipping into the latest Lego game. So I've not ploughed as much time as I've wanted to into that, but I have dived in here and there and yeah. slowly got into uh, probably about five or six hours worth. That's about it. But I've done five mm. or six minutes. You've still not played it much, no? <laughs> I've well, turned it on and played it. Uh, and uh, I was like, right, we'll start with the Phantom Menace. Same. Got I to the, like, you got to go through the planet core. I was like, I'm not, I can't be bothered with this. Turned it off. So, but I actually do want to sit down and I'm so anal. I think I bet, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're the same. That you'll be like, better do episode one first. Exactly, mate. Yeah, I started <laughs> with Phantom Menace. Yeah, I had to do that. But the thing is, these Lego games, dude, they fucking kill you if you're like the sort of person that uh like me that you can't just get from a to b in the level mm. you have to spend three hours in that level destroying everything getting every stud yeah and looking so this this is gonna take forever this whole game is gonna take bloody ages so that's all i've done mate is just dip in and out of that stuff and just have my ocd crushed having to get through those levels so Oh, it's dude, yeah. it's soul destroying, isn't it? I, I had to like with Spider Man. We talked about it before. I had to just decide to do the story, and then accept that I'd go back and get all the collectibles and everything. Because otherwise, you are hours and make no progress. And like, I don't know if you, do you find this with like things like Halo, <clears throat> because Halo start to add much more like side mission and go to this base and do this and liberate these people and get UNSC on your side and you know all that sort of stuff. So you do it and you might spend two hours playing something and then you're like, what's the story? <laughs> what's the, what's going on now then? And then you have to fire up Wikipedia and get to the point that you're playing to and you're like, right, that's the story up to there. You know, I just, I don't know how uh, you keep up with it, man. Yeah. I think it's just that that's the nature of open world games. Isn't it? Like a friend of mine keeps bugging me to play the Witcher games, like the Witcher three that I think has been on game pass forever. It's like, yeah, download it and download it. It's amazing. But it's the same sort of thing. It's got that kind of Assassin's Creed origins the Odyssey type of feel to it where you could just literally spend, you could put 100 hours into it and you haven't touched the story. You've just done all the side missions and stuff and you have no idea what the fuck's going on. So I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't sink any more time. Like you now, got kids, family, you know, they need to see me. It's just like, well, where's your dad? Well, he's been glued to the Xbox for 48 hours while he's trying to complete this thing. Leave yeah. him. I don't want that. No. no. So not doing anything Star Warsy then? <laughs> Circling back. Attempt number two. No Star Warsy stuff other than Lego Star Wars. A wee <laughs> bit. Yes. So I know you don't like doing news by yourself, bud. So no. you've saved it up for us, which is handy. I can't cope with it, mate. I, I, I just, I, like, I don't, I just don't know how you do it. Um... I just don't. No. Well, yeah. But you're like that, though, with that sort of thing. Like when you've got your own stuff in your own head to get out there, you're fine solo. Your your other podcast, Accelerator, perfect. Like you're, you're by yourself, but mm. that's your own stuff that you've cooked up in your head, so that's all good. When you're reporting on something else, you just don't like it, do you? Well, I, I, was, I sort of find it hard. Like, I think the beauty of shows like this one and, and, and like having a bit of bants is that you have the bit of bants around it. You know, like when there was that 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 city that had that fucking Jawa, you know, he was like bouncing around everywhere. <laughs> like, imagine reporting on that on your own. Yeah, true. There's no yeah. bants in that, is there? Yeah. I guess for me, I guess I th there's a, a slight responsibility to keep our dedicated Star Wars listeners up to date with Star Wars. So we save them time so they don't have to. So, well, I can first. talk to people from all walks of life on their yeah. level, though, guys. That's why I do what I do. Hey, speaking of talking to different people, we should mention Sequel Pitch. Ah, Sequel Pitch. Oh, mm. you mean that really good podcast? I enjoy we, listening to it. Yeah, yes. that we guested on. Mm. We did, we did, we did. And we got them coming up next week on the show. A special May the 7th special. May the 4th we'll be recording it, <laughs> but we're going to... Uh, we're going to be speaking to the sequel pitch boys, letting them deliver the news and have a bit of bants with us so that you can get exposed to what their their banter 
is like. But uh, yeah, we were guests, weren't we? On Sequel Pitch. It dropped today. I think it was out today. We were guests on it. Yeah, pitching, yeah, today. pitching a sequel to... What do we pitch? Yeah. To the the timeless classic, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, we, we gave our thoughts on what we think what thought would be a good follow-up to that. Mm. Potentially starting a new trilogy or maybe just one, see if Kathleen likes it or not. But it was a great laugh, man. Those guys are really funny. There's such a good laugh doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's well thought out. It's um, like, it, let me flip this around. We are lazy. <laughs> they put a Women lot of effort in man dirty women are and that's them have a laugh at work with the sequel pitch team <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> yeah. dude the effort that they put in is like they've got scoreboards they've got um, probably spreadsheets dude because they do averages and stuff and then they follow it up with like whoever wins the sequel pitch that week you know, they do the following week's hosting and like they put effort into watching movies and we're just like, yeah, that Jawa though in Derby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, I guess the, the, the content that those guys are, are doing it requires that. You could never just wing that one. I don't no. think you couldn't just turn up and be like, what was the thing again? Oh, well... Yeah, this thing. You couldn't mm. do that like us. We just turn up and and wing it. However, I do feel like there is a, a bit of an appeal with that sometimes because you do get, like I mentioned earlier, some other Star Wars podcasts, they do take themselves extremely seriously. I don't mm. know if you've ever heard some, uh, some of them out there, but yeah, they do take it really serious. So I think there's an appeal to just keeping it loose, just turning up and, and doing that stuff. But yeah, back to the sequel pitch, guys. So if you guys have not listened to it yet, go and do it. It's a, it's such a, it's it's a genuine combination of, like, oh, that would be awesome, as you listen to each episode, coupled with just entertainment. They're so funny. It's uh, they're a good bunch of dudes. So it's very cool. Yes, I enjoy it. Sequelpitch.co.uk forward slash listen. Go and follow it in your podcast app of choice using that link. We yeah. should put it. I should put that in the. Uh, I'll put that in the, the show notes, actually, dude. I'll do that now. Yeah, go on in. Get I'll do the admin yeah, yeah, while yeah. you do the... You get into yeah. the first story, I'll do the admin. Yeah. All right. It's really cool that their podcast host gives them that really cool single promotional link for people to go off and do that. That's, that's, who thought of that? Brilliant. I don't know. I bet he's yeah. a charming, good-looking guy, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a laugh oh. at work with charming, good-looking guys. God, look... I'm out here on the front speak line. speak my mind these days. <laughs> First story, why Mark is uh, getting on with that. Um, before I talk about the first story, uh, the, the rest of the stories is just a bunch of stuff that uh, Mark and I have added uh, into our planner just over the last week or two. But this one is very cool. It's dropped today. This was over at uh, JediNews.com. And I'm certain, dude, that you and I spoke about this very thing a couple or a few weeks ago around the the interaction between Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope on the Death Star when the Millennium Falcon gets drawn into the loading dock by the tractor beam and they hide in the in the smuggling panels in the in the Falcon and so on. And Vader's out in the in the docking bay and he senses something and the line is I sense something, a presence I've not felt since and then he leaves it hanging as kind of like a well what? Since since when? And it's up to the viewer to sort of fill that nice story in, in their heads. So with the upcoming Kenobi show, there was an opportunity to ask the the actors themselves, so Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, that very question. So they were interviewed recently and someone said, um, the last time that Vader felt that presence uh, is no longer Mustafar. So what's going on? And uh, Hayden Christensen said, maybe... And then according to the interviewer, a huge smile took over his face. And that was uh, a man who clearly knew something he was not supposed to say. And then Ewan McGregor jumped in and also said maybe. And then he followed it up with, it's fun, it's very clever how all of these threads are created. It's like working backwards and forwards at the same time for the writers and for Deborah. And he means Deborah Chow, the um, the director of that series. So, dude, it sounds to me like we're going to have a real timey-wimey 
sort of across the timeline jam-packed story with these two and it feels also like there's going to be a lot more vader in this than what we thought um so what do you reckon do because that line although it is kind of cool and you hope that you leave it hanging and you just make up your own mind it is cool that they're now alluding to these other interactions between these two right yeah it's interesting because you're gonna the line wasn't i don't believe but like purposely left just ambiguous like i just i just don't think it was a I think it was just there for dramatic effect. I don't think it was like, set up a sequel, set up a prequel, you know? I'm sure Lucas would say, you know, yeah, I, I thought about that, and we thought we would uh, make prequels and sequels and threequels. Um, that's, <laughs> it's clearly bollocks. So, <laughs> I don't sort of, I don't want to take that away from it, but I just like, that angle is, is clearly BS. So, what I like about these sort of things is when someone takes something that's seemingly like tiny and ambiguous and like Falone is so good at this. This is sort of his realm, isn't it? It'll take something ambiguous um, and make something out of it. Marvel are really good at this, like the noob master gamer tag that was in Endgame. Um, you know, he's get you know, cause like, hey Thor, it's noob master. You know what I mean? He's like picking on him and whatever. And it was it was the guy it was the guy from the Xbox commercial with Anthony Mackie, Sam Wilson in it. Like those little throwaway things um can just be picked up by people. And I think this is one of those, but with number one because it's Star Wars, number two because it's in the Obi Wan series, number three because it's Anakin and Vader. You, you it's got a lot of gravitas and it's got a lot of opportunity. And I, I think there's a a huge chance but it's also like there's a risk of it, of it getting beaten up. Like I think Obi-Wan gets a probably a bit of a pass with Star Wars, many Star Wars fans. Like, you know, if it was, well, we're retconning Boba Fett, you know, and the fandom goes nuts. Whereas sort of Obi-Wan gets a bit of a buy because it's Ewan McGregor. There's a certain element of nostalgia and you just love the character. So I think it's interesting because you, this, the, there's opportunity to tell some really interesting stories without treading on what came after. Um, and the whole, you know, you will get people saying, well, you know, they didn't meet until A New Hope after Revenge of the Sith. And, you, you know, there's no real evidence of that in current canon. You know, we're sort of writing these new stories. So it's, um, it's interesting and what I think is 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 even more fascinating is like when you start to, pretend, and I don't know if they'll have the time to do this because it's such a limited series, but like the layering that they can do, like they do it well in the Thrawn books where they layer a, a, a flashback to a, a current situation um, where you'll potentially see Anakin and Obi-Wan in the, the Clone Wars garb and a flashback to the Clone Wars, maybe even a Rosario Dawson de-aged somehow, as a, I don't know, probably not that far, but... Um, and then it sort of mirrors the current Vader and Obi-Wan situation. So I, there's, whilst it, I think it has to be handled really carefully, it because it has to be left like it's left. Um, if it's done well, there's so much opportunity to really build that emotional core of, of, of Anakin and Obi-Wan even further. The, you know, the stuff that they didn't quite really get to in the movies, the stuff that the Clone Wars and the books had to do a better job of, there's a chance to dig into that a lot more. And uh, it's a bit of a shot of redemption for, for Hayden Christensen, you know? Definitely. Yeah, because he got a rough ride, didn't he? On the, on the back end of the prequels. And fair play to him, you know, he's been one of these actors that has just kept his cool over the years. He's not come out and just absolutely slammed into all the fans for being assholes to him or anything like that he's just been quietly sort of like yeah yeah one day one day i'll be back right and i'll show all of you i'll show all of you what the frick's going on so yeah fair play to him but luckily you mentioned that as long as they handle this stuff properly or carefully whatever so deborah chow she did say in this interview as well that she says that obviously there is room for interpretation here and telling the story that they uh, from 20 years ago and obviously something happened in that 20 years and that there and that there are some things from our series that um that is going to be a little bit more of room for interpretation so i think they're taking a little bit of creative license with 
sort of the perceived canon within that 20-year period. So it should be cool, dude. So we've not got long to wait. Um, as we all, we're almost in May, so May is going to be a sweet month for Star Wars, which brings us on to the next story. So this was the... So it's kind of a weird way to do this because the story that we threw into the planner last week was a rumour and now it's been confirmed this week. So we can report on both at the same time. So uh, last week there was a rumour that there was going to be a panel at Star Wars Celebrations, which is not until... When is Celebration? I think it's 26th or the 29th of May. And there was this project that was in the out in the wild somewhere called Tales of the Jedi. And it was... We nobody knew what it was. Was it a book? Was it a, a, a new TV series? Was it an animated thing? People didn't know. And then for Star Wars Celebration, they announced a panel that was going to focus purely on Tales of the Jedi, which is very cool. So everyone was like, okay, we're going to find out what that is. But we've already got the, the scoop on it. So the schedule now for Celebration has been confirmed. And we've got a logo for this thing, which is Tales of the Jedi. And we now know that it's going to be a new series of animated anthology shorts. And they will be um, there'll be a showcase of that at Celebration, which is very cool. So on Saturday, the 28th of May, on the Celebration stage, is going to be a panel hosted by Amy Ratcliffe. And it's going to be with special guest Dave Filoni at 2.30. Uh, what do you call it? PST time? UT? I don't know. Whatever. Probably about 6pm here in the UK. Yeah. So, dude... Another new animated thing. It's going to be a series of shorts. Um, what are we thinking, like Star Wars Visions thing, but in a different sort of, coming out of a different angle? Or is this going to be a brand new thing? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It's it's a bit later than that. It's 10.30pm in the UK because they're on uh, West Coast time. Um, but yeah, yeah it's... Yeah, yeah. It, That's what it, I thought. I thought that, but... I, I, I could tell you thought that. Confirm. just said yeah, yeah. something different. We, I, we all do it, mate. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's weird because um, I don't think it'll be Visions. I think Visions was a punt and it was good. But like, I, I don't see them doing any more of that sort of vibe. I think it's sort of been done. It's like Batman Ninja been done. And it's, or, or, you know, when you, a lot of the Elseworlds stuff, like, uh, you, you know, you, you'll you'll do an, another something. It'll be Star Wars in another style as opposed to let's do more Visions. Um, I would imagine. I don't know. Um mm. Because yeah. Falone is involved, I see this as being one of two things. Something that fills a lot of gaps, a little bit like those YouTube shorts that they did. Where it was like, you know, oh, here's Padme and Ahsoka on a three-minute mission and just that, but just that shows there's a relationship there. You know, just something that just, just plugs a little gap. Um... <clears throat> Excuse me, but but with a bit more depth to it and a lot more storytelling. But what I, what I'm talking about there is something that spans different eras, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah. it, it, it's some post sequel stuff, some pre prequel stuff, and everything in between, or something that sets the bedrock for the transition of things like the High Republic and even maybe older tales of the Jedi, like pre High Republic stuff. Um, but then tries to bring everything into sort of canon and, and, and links to the, the, the bigger saga. And I'm only saying that for two, well, I'm saying that for two reasons. It's Filoni, so I would be very, very surprised if it wasn't something that was connected to canon and the saga. And number two, just the range of stuff that they're doing with the High Republic, just, I think... It, you know, like bringing Stellan Geos into the Star Wars comic featuring Luke Skywalker, like showing us a, a, a High Republic character in the Skywalker saga characters' timelines. I don't know. It just, there's a lot of focus on that. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I can't see it being a, I can't see it being a, just a, here are some random Jedi and some missions they went on because I just don't see how the fans would like that because it's, yeah, we could bring old Jedis in. We could bring old Jedi even. We could bring old Sith in. Do some name drops. Recanonize a lot of old Legends stuff. But if they don't go anywhere, it's not, you know, like what if the Marvel stuff, what if is less good if it doesn't lead to Doctor Strange? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. 
I follow so, you. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So that's that's my punt on it. It could be completely wrong. But what do you think? What's your gut tell you? I know there's a there's some legends tales of the Jedi stuff from the old Dark Horse days, but do we think it's what do we think? What do you think? I don't know. That uh, I think I agree with you. I think it's either going to be the High Republic stuff with the early Jedi, where because the the title alone says some sort of historic thing to me. I don't know why, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's like um, doesn't necessarily mean it's like early days of the Jedi. It could be anything, but it just for some reason it feels like a historical th- and historical thing. So it could be um, High Republic stuff, but then I get the feeling that that would be wrapped up in some kind of design language that we've seen thus far for the High Republic. So I'm not sure on that. Um, so yeah, the other thing it could be like just those really short things that you you mentioned where we just see like a little pocket of time that we don't really need to. It's just a fun little oh cool, we've got a visualization of what that thing is. So yeah, I'm I'm torn between those two things. If on the surface it feels like High Republic, but it doesn't look like it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Because it, it mm. it's yeah, it's funny because the sort of Jedi, even the typography on the J is like a bit old school. Yeah, it is. It's almost, because uh, I've got a poster to the left of me, which has got the word Jedi in that old classic text. Yeah, that's and what I'm is. looking at, something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's almost the same. It's just, yeah, I think on the poster, it's got that stylistically lower the descender on the J, but yeah, I read you, dude. It's um, it's got that kind of vibe to it, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, we'll find out. I guess because Dave Filoni's involved, it's going to be badass. I think that's one given. I think if he's involved, I don't know whether he's directed or produced or whatever, but that's going to be cool. So moving on. So that's Tales of the Jedi. We'll find out more about that at the end of May when we'll all be glued to the live streams at Star Wars Celebration and stuff. So we'll. There's going to be a lot, man. It's, do you oh, know yeah. what? It's yeah. fascinating because of the Obi Wan series as well. Uh, that that mm. is like that week. What a week, man. Yeah. And you can see why they put the the date back for that as well, so they can do the launch watch parties yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okie dokie. So I am going to I'm going to skip forward a couple of stories because I want to finish on this very cool thing, which might take a bit more time. So the first one is the we mentioned the Lego uh, uh, video game earlier on in the show. Uh, the um the Skywalker saga. And if you ordered the, I think it's the deluxe edition physical version, then you got the little blue milk Luke Skywalker little Lego minifigure in there, which is very cool. And um, believe it or not, that's actually starting to fetch some big monies on the old, uh, on the old eBay and so on, which is incredible really, because although it's an exclusive figure in the realm of a Lego video game, it's not really exclusive or sought after in the world of other minifigures. I, I I remember reading a story when we started SOR ages ago. And I think there was like um was it a gold I think it's the gold plated C3PO Lego minifigure that goes for stupid money on eBay and, and auction and stuff. It's like I don't know, like five grand or something like that for that minifigure. This is nowhere near in the realm of, of that kind of stuff. But the scalpers who have purchased like tons of, 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 of copies of the game just to get the minifigure and now selling it on eBay for big bucks. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy, dude. So it's one of those stories where it's like, it's it's kind of cool in a way because it's raising the profile of the minifigure, which then raises the profile of the game. But on the other hand, it's a bit shitty. You know, when scalpers just buy up like 50 editions of the game, just to get this minifigure. And it sells for more than the game. So, uh, yeah, scalpers, man. Not good. No good. Scalpers are dicks, man. Like, they did yeah. it with the Xbox and stuff. And, and the PlayStation. Like, how is there still stock issues with these two things? Which I think there still are. With certain variations, like the Series X, for example. Like, it's dick move territory. Big time. Big time, big time. There, there needs to, like... I don't know what the answer is, but there surely there needs to be something done about scalping generally. You know, it's crap. It yeah. is bad, 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 bad. But I mean, this one's just daft. I get it, but I wouldn't even want that unless I was like a Star Wars Lego minifigure collector. I wouldn't even be interested in that. I didn't even bother with a deluxe version of the Skywalker saga. Mm. 
Just didn't bother. I didn't want that. Mm. Well, how do you how do you solve that problem though? How do you get around? Because I know with some retailers, they'll limit mm. your purchase to like one per person or two or something like that. But that doesn't really stop them. You just create no. multiple accounts and keep going and going. But I don't know, man. I don't know how you stop, how you solve that. It's not our job. Yeah. Staying out of it. Yeah. But. Stay out of it. I think it's got to be about stopping it being able to be moved on. Mm. If there's no marketplace, you can't get shut of stuff. You know, if eBay stops stuff that's clearly scalped. Yes. Yeah. Or if Facebook yep. Marketplace, and they all do it, suddenly you're like, well, I'm not going to take it down the market because I'm only going to get four quid for it. I'm not going to fucking bother. You know, <laughs> so it's, it, it, I think it's just remove the mass marketplace where the collectors are, which I know is not an easy task. Um, yep. I don't know, man. Yeah. But you said not our job, in a way. Not our job. So, Got a bit of jobs. advice. If, uh, if you do go onto eBay and you see, or any other online uh, shopping emporium, yeah, and you see uh, these minifigures or anything like that that you know that somebody's selling like one of 64 of these things or whatever. Don't do it. Don't encourage them. Yeah, just go without. <laughs> That's the best advice. Don't encourage them. Yeah. All right. Don't Fuck encourage them. That's like, uh, if he told you to jump off a cliff, would you do that, would you? Would you do that, Gary? Would you jump off a cliff? If he told you to jump under a bus, do you know, don't right. encourage him. Let's put a let's put a stamp on this on this episode date. So, Friday the thirtieth of April. No, it's the twenty ninth. Sorry, mate. It's Friday tonight. Saturday. When you're listening to this, listener, Saturday the thirtieth of April. Let's put a stamp in this. If we're still recording SOR in four years, five years, <laughs> I guarantee, as you've matured as a dad, you will be giving the same advice to to people out in the world. You'll be like, No, I won't. Don't do I that. use different examples. And I'll be like, mm, you sound a bit like a dad there, Mark. Nah, mate. Funny that. I'll use different examples. Of course you will. I will. Yeah. I'll Every use dad says that. Same principle, different examples. Right. And I'll be like, well, if you ran upstairs with a knife, would you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Same principle, yeah. the lesson remains, but the cliche is removed. You know? We'll see. We'll see. And the kiddo doesn't know what a cliff is. She's not going to know what a cliff is. You know what I mean? This is great, Dad. Thanks for the education. But what's a cliff? Well, they would know what a cliff is if they're saying it like that. Thank you, Father, for the perfect diction. But could you please explain what a cliff is, please? <laughs> yeah, glad you asked, actually. Sit yourself down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While we're at it, what's an oven? Should I put my head in it? No. I just want to know how you know reason. so much about cliffs. It's called an education. It's good. <laughs> Get that dog out of my sight, yeah? For the same reason, that's Crufts. Yeah, you can't tell what we're saying. Uh, Dotty, don't worry. We'll all fill you in Yeah, your dad's a bit older. We'll He's, get it, we'll get it. Worry. She'll not be don't listening worry. to this. She'll be on a, in a fucking flying car, watching the holograms and Yeah, taking shit. off off of a cliff. Yeah, well, yeah. she'll not know. She'll think uh, that's just a hill without a side <clears throat> what's next let's move on I'm tired of cliffs Lego Star Wars <laughs> the blue milk figure don't buy from the scalpers don't encourage them yeah <clears throat> next story before we get on to the, um, the, op the opinion piece is um, you still play your Switch don't you no you don't not no. really mate actually I'm thinking about getting rid of it for heaven's sake but they're awesome aren't they when you you know when you want to play them, they are brilliant. But I don't really play it much, dude. Well, mate, we've got some. Uh, well, you've got some international travel coming up, so you want it for the plane, right? Where am I going? Uh, at the end of the year, there's a uh, there's a big old podcast. Uh, oh yeah, no, we're a, all going. There's a movement. We're all going happening. in August, unless people are on holidays. But well, anyway, yeah, it is good for that. Although the battery's shite. Like the original Switch, it's crap. Here we go. What's anyway. the matter with him? Why are we asking for Switch? Right. What's the story about the Switch? <laughs> Most people are happy on a Friday. Jesus. Right. Anyway, the Nintendo Switch is having a really cool re-release of right. the Force Unleashed. Just say that then. Really cool packaging. I'm saying it because you're the Switch user. You're the dude that owns one. I thought you had one. So I'm getting that. 
sake. So, The Force Unleashed is getting re-released for the Nintendo Switch. Can you sell that then? Which is very cool. And it should be um, out for pre-order now. You could pre-order it from April the 15th. Now, did you play The Force Unleashed when it was first released? I did. I did. Did you like it? Yeah. Of course. Are you going to order it for the Switch? No, because you don't play it anymore. I don't think I am. I don't think I am. Only because I'm not playing the Switch. And I, I feel like I could, because I've got the Series X, I could probably, I don't know if it's on Game Pass. I feel like it used to be on Game Pass. But it was, yes. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I feel like I could just pick it up front for the 360 for like five quid, man. Okay. Yeah. So those of you that have got a Switch have not played The Force Unleashed, if you didn't get around to it the first time, because it was a few years ago now, I think. I can't remember. It's like mid, uh, late, early 2000s, I think. Something mm. like that. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a great game. Very, very cool. Little isolated story. It was, it's obviously not canon. And, you know, I won't spoil it for you if you go into the story, but uh, it's very, very cool. Really cool gameplay. And uh, yeah, the packaging looks very cool. It's like a steelbook sort of thing. And you get like a nice box art with it and some some artwork and loads of loads of cool stuff with it. And uh, yeah, so we'll stick a link in the show notes to that if you want to get your uh, get your cash out and get that ordered. Uh, unlike Mark, who will be selling his Switch to make the cash to buy other Star Wars stuff. I am thinking about it. Have you seen this Ultimate Unleashed Master Edition of it? The thing it's that like, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah seen that's it, what, dude. Yeah. No, but I mean, have you seen what's in it specifically? Like the lightsaber and like the uh, all the artwork and uh, dude, it, it is a, a, like a great looking thing, though, isn't it? The full thing. It's very cool. Yeah, I think it's got a little something cron, the little cron, something cron. What are they called? Yeah, it has. It's got a couple of them by the looks. Mm. What are those things called? Jedi something Cron. Holocron. Holocron, that's the Holocron. one. It looks very cool. Yeah. It does. Do you know, how do you feel? You know when you, um, you know when you get old games that are sort of like nostalgia things? Like, how do you feel about the fact that they just never look as good and you sort of like the nostalgia kicks in and you're like, oh, brilliant. But then you realize actually the graphics are actually, <laughs> they can be a bit jarring and I could play a game that's just as good gameplay and it looked good today. So it's like, how do you feel about that? Like, there are only certain games that I can play where the nostalgia is enough or where they're not even trying to be good graphically, like Mario Brothers or Sonic, like they're just 16 or 8 bits, you know exactly what you're getting. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. But it's yeah. like when the PlayStation's kicked in, it's like, oh, fuck, actually, Crash Bandicoot looks crap. <laughs> yeah, I read you. There was a, there's only a couple of games. I, I'm exactly the same. It's like the nostalgia level has to be off the charts to put up with the the dated graphics and stuff. I think it's one of them is, you know, the old Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast with Kyle Katarn. Mm -hmm. That one, that's badass. I can play that regardless of the dated graphics and, and all that stuff. But some other games, I just can't get past it. Even some recent ones, like the first Star Wars Battlefront game that they brought out for PS4, I think. That one was out in 2000 and whatever it was, 2007. And uh, even that looks really crap now. It's not that old. But I can't play that because the resolution's like, I don't know, like 800p or something. It's just terrible. So yeah, dude, so I think that you have to really love the game to play mm. some of those old retro stuff. But this one doesn't look terrible. It, I've seen worse. It, it doesn't look too bad. I yeah. don't know what it's like on the Switch, but who knows? It'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. This, I mean, this is why the Switch is always so expensive as well. It's like you, you're paying for the fact that you can play The Force Unleashed on a plane or on a journey. And that's, that is pretty badass, you know? So if you're a fan or if you, you know, if you're looking for a new game, 34, 35 bucks for it on Switch is actually really cheap because Mario Odyssey is still like 60 bucks, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it's, um, terrible. Yeah. they hold the value so much because of just because of that portability. So yeah, it is a bargain, man, really. Uh, but no, not, not for me now. Not for, not, not this one. I don't think. No, 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 no. Something semi-positive there, which is nice. Cool. Right, let's finish up on... This is a cool story. So over at ScreenRant.com, they popped this story out that they were... It's nothing new. I think they're just going through and looking for stuff. 
to report on, which we've said a million times that loads of blogs and YouTubers do this and stuff. But this one's very cool. So Palps, as uh, as the Emperor uh, in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, they've uh, their story is that his one quote perfectly explains the entire fall of the Jedi at that point as we go into the original trilogy. And it's a point where Yoda turns up, swaggers in, and he's like, right, I know exactly who you are now. And it's going to get tasty. And that's his kind of demeanor as he comes in. He sort of comes, you know, he's not scared or anything like that. He's got his, he's got his little cane and his lightsaber. He knows what's going on. And the line that Palp says that we all know is your arrogance blinds you, Master Yoda. And he says it very cool. And that's the, that's the anchor that this uh, Screen Rant article sort of uh, attaches itself to. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's quite a lengthy article. But the gist of the article is it's essentially been very easy for Palpatine to dismantle the Jedi from within and sort of take them out at this point up to the, I guess it's leading up to Order 66. So um, from the days of the High Republic, I guess, leading up to this point where the Jedi have kind of switched over just a little bit. They're no longer these uh, uh, guardians of peace and, and justice throughout the galaxy they're more just kind of advisors now at this point but they will kind of assign people to do stuff and then obviously the clone army and gets a bit tasty and stuff but uh, essentially the jedi have been lazy that this article sort of says you know you've you, you your position within the galaxy you've cemented yourselves as these people you've been lazy you've not adapted to the times you've not changed anything you've you know you're just arrogant that's exactly what the line says it's arrogance and and that's exactly how 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 Palpatine, as the Chancellor as well as the Emperor, has managed to manipulate everything and just take him out from from within. And that's something that you and I have spoken about quite a few times because the how cleverly that character's been written and how brilliantly he sort of um, executes that plan way before Order sixty six, but from when Anakin was a wee lad, you know, and he had visions of. Uh, of having another apprentice after Maul and, and that's going to be Anakin, etc. So this is a really cool, I mean, it's it's an obvious story uh, on the surface, but when you think about just how that one line just very nicely summarises his thoughts, that's so cool, dude. So normally Screen Rant, they can be a little bit like, our sources tell us that this thing's happening, but this one's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, it is. It, it's... Um it's interesting because it, it's um, you right. It's, it's a nothing of a story. It's more just like an opinion sort of. Um, let's keep the content up, sort of piece. But you see, these are some of the interesting things that you see on YouTube. You know, when you when you start to really beat through the crap that is, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is fired because she ordered two kebabs instead of three. John Favreau pissed. <laughs> um, like <laughs> when, you, when you when you like get out of that crap. Um, they are quite interesting. Like Star Wars theory does some interesting ones where they take um, something that is seemingly just a throwaway thing or an inconsequential thing or, a, you know, just something that is, is very, very, very little significant in your mind because you're concentrating on the story and then look at how things pivot on it. And the best example of that, the biggest example is when Dave Filoni dropped the whole, that's why it's called Duel of the Fates. You know, everyone's like, oh, how the f- didn't we see that? Because mm. um, <clears throat> it does make you wonder, you know, Duel of the Fates, like it was right there in front of us and we never saw it. <laughs> and it is, so like things like that are fascinating. They do such a good job of it. And that's where the talent shines through. And so when I think, when I see articles like this, I'm the sort of same as you. I'm like, especially if it's someone like Inverse, where, you know, they'll put something out and it's like, you know, how this one thread on Palpatine's hood changes the course of Ray's future forever. And then you click on it, it's like published in 2009. Fuck, what's going on here? (laughs) Like social media manager wants kicking out. Uh, But this one is interesting Mm. because I, I, to sort of go the other side of it really randomly, I saw something the other day, which which was why Yoda had retreated. And we've seen this a few times. Um, you know, why he actually retreated at the end of Sith. And, it, you know, the, the fact that he realized that the Sith had spent 10,000 years or a thousand years, whatever it is, 
just planning and changing and developing and, and, and learning and, and shifting and like just becoming something different where the Jedi had just sat back and there were, you know, there weren't any other force users. So by default, they were the most powerful, you know? Um, so they didn't really have to push themselves. It's that whole complacency thing. So yeah, dude, it's fascinating. I, I, I like little things like this because it's where you can spend hours talking and debating and looking at where it goes and, um, and it all stems from that line. And I think that's why the prequels become quite interesting is that, you know, if you were to look at that scene and see Yoda stroll in, yes, does he, you know, does he swagger in? Well, I suppose through the lens of this quote, yeah, and when we're thinking about it in this context, but if you just watch the movie, then no, he doesn't really, he just sort of hobbles in. It's just a, you know, it's just it's how he walks. He just, so there's no real, he doesn't say anything, he doesn't do anything. Apart from the whole, you know, you're going down, but that's sort of what you would say because that's your job. Um, so you don't really latch onto this line because you, it's like, well, are you, is he being arrogant? Is he not? And that's, it's the beauty, I think, of, of what people are now starting to see the prequels having been good at is the layers, some of the layers that are there that we might not have seen originally because we were distracted by shit, that's Yoda and Palpatine, and then, oh shit, Anakin, and then, oh crap, look at the CGI, you know, so we're starting to unpick the storytelling layers, I think, a little bit. Um, so yeah, it is, it's, I think you summed it up, throw away a little thing, but that actually is quite interesting, and, and, and it's, you know, how is there a story about that, but actually there is, you know, I think it's, yeah, stuff, little stuff like that, I think is quite cool when you really get into them. Yeah, it's all about the layers as well. I think you've said that quite a few times, how cleverly they they layered stuff on that you might have just overlooked at the time when you're watching the film because you're just wowed by like the upcoming lightsaber mm -hmm. stuff or something like that. But when you go back, and we could spend hours talking about it, and I think one of the other cool layers that's cool about, cool layers that's cool, one of the layers that is cool about that as well is you're right, maybe he doesn't have that sort of air of, I'm about to whip Palpatine's ass and it's, I've got this in the bag, but maybe he's just has that um, sort of quiet confidence that now he knows the game's up for Palpatine. So there's no more cloak and dagger stuff. It's just a pure light versus dark, I suppose. And because he knows he's got a bit of badass in him still, even though he's a bit old and hobbly, um, there is that quiet confidence that Palpatine might confuse as arrogance. Mm. So there's that sort of layer that you could discuss as well, but that's the beauty of Star Wars, man. It's um, we can still talk about that stuff for donkeys years afterwards, and it's it still feels kind of fresh. You don't yeah. have that with many films or franchises, so it's all good. Yeah, like it is. Yeah, I think that's where Lucas doesn't get enough credit for the prequels. You know, the executions average at best, but. You know, there's two sides, I suppose, two other things to kind of think about with that one. There's so many films that are executed badly where the concept and the, the story itself is fantastic. And TV shows, you know, how many times have you seen it? Like, you know, like I always use Doctor Who and like Doctor Who is it, sometimes is executed for the audience. It's on at a certain time on a Saturday and it's executed for that audience. But the storylines and the thought and the connectivity and everything that goes into it is, is A-grade stuff a lot of the time. And it's, there's a difference, you know, there, there are two elements to it. That is, you know, it's not just the way it's acted, it's the story behind it, which is why remakes happen and why things occur, because it's always the same tale, you know? And I think mm. the other side of it as well is that you, um, you sort of forget how much the prequels, we've talked about this before with, with that Skywalker saga, but that, I forget her name, Kristen Summit, um, that she wrote like 50% of that book is the prequels. Yeah. And then yeah. a third of it is the OT. And then the last bit is the sequel trilogy. And that says a hell of a lot. So yeah. Fascinating really. It is mate. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be loads more of those. However long we continue doing SOR for, there'll be, There'll be a bunch of these, I reckon, that, is, that will continue to land from um, not throwing any shade, but not so much the sequel trilogy, but definitely the prequels in the OT for Defo. Yeah. 
So that's all the news covered. I think we're up to date on all that stuff. So that's uh, it's a good time to stick a pin in it there for episode. Um, what episode are we on? 153. So it's been great, dude, to be back in the co-pilot seat with you. You are right; it is it is handy doing the news with someone else, having a bit of bants and all that, and all that jiggery pokery, tomfoolery. Insert adjective here. Hashtag bants. Indeed, hashtag bants. Yeah, it's been cool, and we'll have some more news and whatever as we get closer to Star Wars Celebration. There should be little tidbits coming out of that as well that they announce as we run up to. To that and also the run up to the Obi Wan Kenobi show, which is going to be very cool. So, just a couple of days will be into May, and yeah. So, once again, as we mentioned earlier, go and check out the Sequel Pitch podcast. Very, very cool bunch of guys over there. Just do a search for them on your podcast app. Give give them a follow and a sub. Um, all of their episodes are really entertaining. So, go and go and check that out. Uh, also, remember to follow this very podcast in your preferred podcast app. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen and you can link off to all the popular apps there as we put a new episode out without fail, mostly every single Saturday. Uh, we're on the socials too, uh, mostly Twitter and Instagram these days. We don't do much on Facebook, so just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Instagram or forward slash Twitter. Come and get involved over there. And if you like the show and you want to support us, you can throw a few bucks our way, which would be very much appreciated. We put everything back into the show, uh, into the content and the equipment and, and everything like that. You can do that via our Patreon. So again, sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. And thank you so much to our current patrons. You guys are awesome. We love you guys. Thank you much. Thank you very much for your continued support. Until next week, dude, it's been fun as always, my man. It has. Thank you very much. And yes, we'll see you and the Sequel Pitch team next week. Go and check out that in the in the podcast. That's like Gaz says. And uh, we're actually, I'm going to be getting down to the office finally to get some Patreon stickers out to people. We're just literally, I've said it a couple of times now, we're just not going to the office anymore because of COVID and then we just ended up not going back in because it's, it's a bit of a trek. Um, but we will be going to pick those stickers up so I'll be able to ship them out. I'm going to keep them here and uh, then we can ship them out so look out for those. But yeah, cheers old dude. I'll see you the next week. Indeedy, see you the next week. And uh, you guys, please take care of yourself and may the force be with you always.